Josh, you've just bought a house recently, Sam, haven't you? Sam, I did. But not in the Ballarat region. No, I didn't. But if you were in the Ballarat region. Sam, the only place I'd be going is Jealous Craig Ballarat. Why is that? Because they're just good people. They are good people. They're we know a few to, of them. Sam, they're here to help. They are very much here to help, whether you're buying, selling, trying to rent. Yeah. Uh, they're there to help you because they're integral. They're integral. They're full of integrity. Exactly right. And then we love integrity and we love buying, selling or renting from people with integrity. Josh, they really sort of represent what Ballarat is. All right. They represent the diversity of Ballarat, yep. the creativity and the innovation of Ballarat. I actually walked past their office building the other day. Beautiful. It is a good looking office yeah. building. Even if you're not buying, go in there. Yeah, just go have a look at <laughs> it. It's unreal. Just go knock on the door, say, Matt. Come on, let me in. Let me in. Let me in, Matt. I just want to look inside. But then you might be like, let me in the housing market. Yeah, exactly. And they'll be very, very, very welcoming <laughs> of you if you want to get in the housing market. Sam, go to that Jealous Craig. Jealous Craig, Ballarat. We're back on Unusual Podcast, Josh. Yeah. By Bromley Lynch. By Bromley Lynch. Bromley Lynch, uh, the Greek term... Uh, ancient Greek term for shit house with technology, <laughs> I believe. It is. There's it context is. here. What and why are we so bad with tech? Is it because we just don't want to have a crack at it? Are we scared of of its capabilities? Uh, are we are we are we getting left behind, Josh? Is it a lazy thing? I think it could be a probably, bit of a lazy thing. Probably is. To we probably think we probably give the the tech too much credit. For how good it is. <laughs> Sam, I got a stylus the other day with a new laptop for work mm-hmm. and I thought Christmas had come early. I know. But like that's just a, like maybe 10 years ago that was warranted to be happy with the stylus. I know. Well, can we give some context here yeah. as to why we're talking about this? Hello, everyone, by the way. Well, I hope you're having a lovely day. Wherever Bonjour. Bonjour. No. Uh, Josh, we recorded this episode about two hours ago mm. and we took the S so for those who don't know we're actually in the um in the in future. A new studio <laughs> in a new in a new studio yeah uh called my study yeah um because we just want to take the you know everyone's working remotely josh and we want to we want to take the podcast remote yeah so we've stayed down uh where we live down the yeah. coast um and, you know, we don't have the huge bells and whistles like we do at the producer's nah. uh, studios, nah. you know, the, the high-tech wizardry that, that we're goes just, on there. We're, we're back to the future. We're like, um, what are we like? You know, just like the normal teddy bear biscuit? Yeah. We're that. We're that. We're not chocolate-coated yeah. right now. We're not m and no, not M&M's or nah, Smarties. No, we're just the normal teddy bear biscuit, yeah. vanilla, and we're back to just simplicity. We are. And so simple. Do you like it? So simple are we. I love it. I feel at home. Sam because Bruce. I am at home. Sam, the teddy bear biscuit is simple, and so is our skills with acquisition technology. towards technology. So this is the second record we're doing of this podcast. Uh, so there was some angry moments there, but that happens. Who was angry at me? <laughs> I was very angry. Uh, do, you, do you hate it when you do get angry and I'm not as angry? I hate because you're a bit smug about it. <laughs> you're a bit smug. Uh, I could sense that. Yeah, you're a bit smug. You just like, it'll be right. But do you? you know, we can't control I'm it. We can't control it. We can't control it. Yeah, but Josh. But what I'm doing right now is I'm showing emotion. So stop trying to tell me what to show. Oh, I like because I'm showing emotion. Yeah. True grit. No, I know. That is true. Yeah. It is. It is. 
So, Josh, you have a bit of a personal column that you've experienced recently and you want to write about. Sam, I do. I want to write about it, but I want to write about it vocally. Uh Okay, that's singing. Um, (laughs) Or talking. Sam, I was in um, the Gold Coast uh, a week week ago, let's say. Um, Beautiful. It was great. Uh, Four nights was enough for me, in and out. Yep. Okay, FIFO. FIFO. And (laughs) for those who don't know, that is fly in, fly out. And... You know when you get to a um, – you get to – well, you don't get to your seat. So it's all, all of a sudden your flight's boarding, so you get in line mm-hmm. and you go to put your barcode Just a quick there. one. Just a quick one. Do you – when the, they say the flight is about to board, are you getting up to queue? Are you getting up to queue and getting the plane or are you waiting until the queue's finished? I was in a dilemma because I was already standing. Okay. I was already – yeah, I was already standing. So you were so standing, so you want to sit down. So and I was like, sit down is to get on the plane. Yeah, so I was – and it was, the flight was a bit delayed. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what – I think I just went for it. Usually – but then on the return home, return flight home, I just stay there until late. Just wait till the crowd disperse, disperses and you can get free rain on the on the on the uh, plane. But Sam, what was happening was you know we we're going up and I was behind this. I think it was a mother and a daughter. Well, it was a mother and daughter, and the mum gets her her ticket and it's like, oh, you're in an exit seat. You're you're in an exit seat. Are you willing and able to uh, help out in any case of emergency? How old's the mother, roughly? Um, I hope she's not listening. Uh, within thirty, within forty and fifty-five. Okay, okay, that's safe. Yeah, safe. And she's like, "Yep, absolutely." And she's thinking leg room. Yep. She's not thinking emergency. She's thinking leg room. How good's the leg room? And the daughter, I would say fourteen, fifteen. From the looks of it. Already doesn't like flying. Yep. Okay. She's like already a bit scared. Well, you don't like flying, the, Josh. Yeah, me so well. you can see it in the people that oh, don't like to fly. Sam, those of um, we're all in this together. It's yep. like an AA meeting. Yeah. Okay. So the people that don't love the flying. Hi, my name is Josh, and yeah. I do not. Like I flying. do not like flying, but I will cop it. It's more once I'm up, I'm all okay, but once well, the landing and takeoff hurt me. Yeah. You. No, I'm not too bad. I just shut the eyes and and just zone out. Yeah, okay. Zone out. Yeah, so the and then so the, the, the mum is obviously thinking, beautiful leg room, this is great. And then all of a sudden the daughter, classic, how ironic, she gets the hello, uh, you're sitting in an emergency seat. Um are you willing to enable? In case of emergency. In case of emergency. And Sam, I don't know if she was like what what her complexion was, but how I would explain it was like a ghost. Yeah, white. yeah, went white, went full white, and like looked at her mother, this, per, this the person that's the safest person in her life. Yeah, and thought, what the hell am I going to do here on the inside, trembling, and warranted in my opinion. You're fifteen. Yeah, and in case of an emergency, if you're already scared of flying, in case of emergency, and you get told you're taking control of this flight. No longer are the pilots in charge. No. No longer are the hostess or hosts. But you, 15-year-old girl, are going to lift up the big door. 
No wonder she's scared, Sam. That's a lot of I re- think this requires training. That's a lot of responsibility. I think it requires training because then on the return f- f- uh, flight, Sam, I got asked. Yeah. And I was willing. willing and, I was willing and able. I was ready. Yes, sir. What can yeah. I do for my because, country? Because, Sam, do you know the first thing I'm going to do yep. if I'm on a plane? that I'm getting the fuck out of the plane. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So I'll be breaking down that door yep. quick. Yeah. Quick. But that's a service to your country. No, that is a service to my country, service to my fellow flight um, passengers. passengers. And it was one of those things I'm like, this girl's got a right to say no. Yeah. She can say no. Well, if she wants to say no, then she's going to have to squish up the back with all of us. Just know that no. what's bigger, what's the cost? Yeah. Leg, Leg room. room. Leg room. Okay. Or save thousands, hundreds of others. Exactly right. But do you know, Sam, when I'm walking out to the flight, can you not help but look, especially some of the Jetstar flights? I hope Jetstar aren't listening, but I'm like, surely that needs to be screwed on a bit tighter. What, like the screws? Like screws and stuff. I know. I'm like looking at the wings and I'm like, if something happens here, yeah. we are cooked. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm like, look away, look away. It was like a car crash. I couldn't look away from the wing. Yeah, that's walking. fair. When it does all the movie sort of stuff, it's a bit strange. The only wing I want to look at is the chicken wing. Yeah. Exactly right. Uh, Josh, late breaking news is a new segment that we have here on the Unusual Podcast. Uh, Josh, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago in our segment called... What's the segment called? (laughs) The segment that we created was called Adding Mayo. Yes. So, Josh... Sorry about that, host. Yeah, sorry. Um, Sam, we all make mistakes. We do. So, Josh, in our segment called Adding Mayo... Yeah. Uh... I asked a friend of mine, Paige Zotti, to come to me to the Werribee Zoo um, because there was a new baby white rhino that had been born, and we wanted to, and I wanted to see it, uh, which is which is great. Which is what we so we're planning on going to the zoo. But did you really want to go see the rhino? No, but it's just all a part of the segment content, mate. Content, uh, and. It turns out the white rhino has passed away. Natural and causes? It, it's, I think the white rhino had passed away before we had actually released the podcast as well. Was it natural causes? I believe so. We don't want to go into the causes. But Josh, I just want to say this is a badge of honour for us. Yeah. Because as we mentioned with the late breaking news, you know, we are here on Unusual to make sure that every detail is correct. All right? That we are, um, you know, not... Shooting out bullets. We're not sure before shoot, they're in the not, holster. Before not, they're in the chamber. All right, we're not shooting from the hip. No, we're not. We're not. Uh, there are just too many cowboys out there doing that. Mm-hmm. That are journalists and in, in the news. So we're here to make sure the facts are correct. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. even if it's weeks after, mm-hmm. we want to make sure those yep. facts are definitely correct. Yep. There's no chance for revision. No. All right, uh, Josh, we're here not to be first. We're here to be right. Mm, I like it. So that's why we need to explain why we had that segment. Really playing into the opposite of what social media and journalism really is right now. Which is, you know, a thirst to be first. Yeah. Uh, so I, like I thought that. a bit of a pat on the back for us. Well done. Good job. Josh, we have some great people writing in and doing some uh, voice records. Uh for our segment called The Letter to the Editor. Now, this is where people uh, send in something that's happened to them, uh, an issue, some sort of problem that we can try and help fix and send out to our listeners to maybe get some feedback on what this person should do. 
Now, Josh, we have a beautiful uh, little voice message from our Instagram. If anyone has anything they want to um, talk to us about, bring up with us. And it can be anything. It can, it can be, be absolutely about anything. It can be about fear you know, of flying. A lot of the times in letters to the editors, they're complaining about lack of parking in council yep. areas. Please feel free to bring that up. We're yep. like your Facebook message board. We're, uh, community message board. What was it, Dr. Cosmo? Yeah. Back in the day? Yeah. So, Josh, we have a, uh, a person who has written into the letter, letter to the editors today. Their you name like will remain anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> anonymous. 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 So my last few years at school, I've been a year-level coordinator of the Year 7s, and I had a student during that time who was a runner. When things didn't go his way, he would exit the classroom and get as far away from it as he could. So this one day... He runs straight past my office to a dead end of the building and there's a glass sliding door behind him but it was locked out into a courtyard that was being developed so it was a construction zone. So he's ran down there and I thought, beauty, he's cornered. Uh, At least all I can do is stand here and monitor him and once he calms down I'll, I'll sort him out then. Anyway, he sees a big green exit button and gives a slap and sure enough the sliding door slides open. So he runs out into this construction zone and I think, well, at least he can't go anywhere. What's the worst that can happen? So, Josh, we've got a, a runner yep. as a student. Mm-hmm. We've got a construction zone. Yep. And we've got a big green button that says exit. And what are you thinking as a teacher? Well, I'm thinking um, hopefully as this person thought, the green door, would, the green button would not actually indicate go. And it would actually mean stop, but it didn't. It actually said go, and the door was open. So that's your worst. That's your worst nightmare. It is, and especially the construction zone, because I can tell you what Monday morning briefing, the main message when it's construction zone in the school, guys, can we just can we just keep the kids out of the construction zone? Yeah, uh, I know some will try and get in. Some will really want to help out the, the tradies because they couldn't think of anything better than fucking leaving this place, <laughs> but. Please try and keep them out, okay? We don't need any injuries. So I ponder that for about 10 seconds and I think, oh, nah, it's a fair safety risk. I better follow him out in there and and watch him. So anyway, I hit the green button myself, walk into the construction space, turn a corner and I see him slipping through a gap in the temporary fence and just running as far as he can and it's like he just disappears over the horizon. So I turn around to get back into the building and sure enough, the door has no way of opening uh, externally. So now I'm trapped in this construction site and the only way to exit it is over the fence. So I find myself um, scaling this fence and popping over the top of it uh, and this kid is now nowhere to be seen. Not good. Not good. That's not good. No, it's not good. But you know what? I was thinking about this and I was like listening to it. Good on the kid. Finding solutions to problems. I'm a big S's man, not P's. Yeah. And like if I teach my kids uh, or students anything, it's about solutions, not problems. Bit of a lesson for this kid, you would think, Josh, because he's shown a lot of endeavour here. Mate, endeavour. He or she. Yeah. Uh, And you'd probably be, as a teacher, you'd be like, I would love for you to show that same sort of endeavour. Yeah. When we're doing our um, maths work. Let's, let's, let's make it, let's. Let's be transparent here and let's just do it for every subject. Yeah. And not just when you're trying to escape from my from arms. School. Yeah. So at our school, we've got a, a big uh, oval where it's got about 10 foot high fences that surround it. 
and the only way in and out is through one particular gate. And it's usually locked during class time, so only open it during uh, recess and lunch. Uh, but just coincidentally this day, the gate happened to be open and the student uh, found the opening and just took off into the oval. So essentially he's in a, in a giant cage, so to speak, um, but he's in a space that's really safe and somewhere we can monitor him. Now, this is the point of the day where, as being a teacher, um, any chance you can to, to get a lunch or, or a bit of coffee into the guts, you've got to take it. So anyway, I've got someone helping me out and I said to them, look, it's about two in the arvo, I haven't eaten yet. Do you mind if I just duck up the street and you just watch him from afar and I'll go and get a coffee and a lunch? If you stand here at the gate, you can't go anywhere. I said, yep, yeah, no worries, all good. So I'll go jump in the car and get myself a feed. So, Josh, obviously the school is in Guantanamo Bay. Uh, Has anyone seen cage? Shawshank Redemption? Yeah. <laughs> I think go, good effort from this kid if he's finding it out of this school. 100%. What is this school? Is it on an island? <laughs> uh, but obviously the teacher then mentioned that he was hungry, Josh. Mm. Can you relate? Can relate. And so we, 2 p.m. Yeah, 2 p.m. And probably hasn't, as, as I said, hasn't eaten all day. So you are hungry. We're human, okay? Um, so you are, th- and I'll tell you what he's thinking is like, hey, he's thinking logistics of trying to get to the supermarket or to the cafe or whatever without anything bad happening. And yeah. that's going on. He's multitasking. People say people can't multitask. This bloke's multitasking. He's watching this kid, but in the back of his mind, he's thinking nothing but lunch. Yeah. How he gets it without getting in trouble himself or the kid not hurting himself. Perfect. So 15 minutes tops, I would have been out of there. So I grab myself rice paper rolls and a latte and I get back to the car park and pull my phone out of my pocket. I've got about six missed calls from the front office. So sheepishly, I get my way back to my office and drop off the coffee and, and feed so people don't see where I've been and get to the bottom of the story. And by this stage, it has been rectified and all is sorted. But it uh, turns out the lad has realised that he had nowhere to go once he was inside the school oval and shoes off at this stage he was too and has decided to scale the 10-foot fence and climb over it so he could uh, continue on his run. Now, luckily, uh, the principal and leadership team had stepped in um, by this stage and saved my bacon and everyone come home safe and sound and I got to enjoy my rice paper rolls and, and my latte with a grin. First thing I'll say, interesting combo. Latte and rice paper yeah, rolls. that's what I was thinking when I heard By it. the end of it, I was like, mm, that's the weirdest thing from this story. <laughs> um, that's true. But Josh, I handled the situation very well, did did the man that wrote into the lead to the editor. People always have a crack at like schools and teachers and that. Can you picture you supervising like four or five adults trying to supervise a kid not running over a fence. Yeah, I know. Can you picture that? Yeah, I can. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah, it is It's funny. extremely funny. It is funny. Sam, I'll tell you what this reminds me of. Go on. Is when we went back, do you remember when we went back to our five-year reunion mm-hmm. and you catch up with people that you don't really, you didn't really talk to back when you were in high school, oh, no. but everyone's adults now. So, and there was these two blokes and I'll call them the parkouries. Yep. Okay. They love parkour. They love parkour. Like froth parkour. Which and is basically like a, Gymnastics, but out out in the open, but on rocks and grass and yeah. fences and like walls and monkeys. Yeah, yeah. So and they do it all the time. And then one day, I think they were in year twelve, and we heard this story. They told this story, and these are students that did not like talk heaps. They weren't probably introverted. Yep. And 
told this story about one day, like the scary head of the senior school. Like he was a threatening – look, now you'd have a conversation yeah. with him. But Back in the day, mate, intimidating. See, I nearly pissed my pants once when he yeah. had a go at me about my hair. Yeah. And he – was out that these two boys were out in the oval and they had their shoes off and we're at a you know private school, school and private school and you should have your shoes on yeah and goes with the like walking stick you know how had the walking stick yeah, yeah, yeah. and he walks out to these two boys and said boys you're gonna have to put your shoes on and head in the class and they said <laughs> they, they said we've got spares we're not doing that and like they asked him and then he asked him well you're gonna have to put your shoes on and one of them did, but the other one didn't. <laughs> and he looked at him and he's like, you're going to have to put your shoes on. You're at school. And from all reports, the one kid that did not put his <laughs> shoes on locked eyes with the head of the senior school. Like yeah. locked eyes. Full staring eyes, contest. Like staring contest. And apparently it went for a minute <laughs> to the point where it was like a threatening stare. And like who wilted? And what? Who wilted? Who wilted? The senior the, the head of the senior school wilted and just like apparently just walked walked <laughs> off with his tail between his legs. And there was a reason why. <laughs> there was a reason why. <laughs> why the kid didn't move his shoes and put them back on his feet. It's because he he'd under the under the <laughs> under the shoes was a knife that he'd brought to school because he'd made it and he wanted to show his mate out on the oval. <laughs> so he realised that the biggest sin would have been to lift up the shoes, put the shoes on, and there's a knife, and you brought the knife to school, <laughs> or have a staring contest with the head of the senior school. Unbelievable. That when I heard that story, it was like one of the great great things I've ever heard, just the image of it. Can we just say that no children were hurt oh, in no. the telling of this story? Nothing no. hurt, was nothing happened. All right. These guys were completely harmless. That he honestly great was people. just making a knife and he wanted to bring it to school <laughs> to show his mate. <laughs> Phenomenal stuff, Josh. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Hey, Josh, that's all we've got time for Yeah, on the Unusual Podcast. Leave your knives at home. Leave your knives at home, but have fun. Uh, if there's any feedback you want to give us, please feel free to Let it to the editors. Let it to the editor. Send it in. We'll be happy to bring it up yep. uh, and take it to the forum. Josh, have a great week. Tell your friends you love them.